Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of New Game Plus. My name is Hui and uh, in front of me we have my co-host Islam. So for you guys who's uh, listening to the podcast for the first time, New Game Plus is your gaming podcast where two dudes stand around a table and we talk about the biggest and latest gaming news and gaming topics. So once again, in front of me we have my co-host Islam and Islam, how are you? Today? I'm doing I'm great man. How about you? Really good. Uh, we both just saw uh, Avengers uh, the end game yeah uh, yeah last like two days ago or yeah, something like yeah. that yeah two three days two ago three yeah. days. and just uh, a quick uh, a quick note to our listeners would you recommend people to watch the movie oh hell yeah yeah, yeah. everybody should definitely see this one same just go and watch this guys yeah. it's uh, really good uh, don't spoil it for your friends and colleagues yeah, yeah and don't families. be that guy like, don't be that guy yeah yeah it's always so like you're not special just because you spoiled the movie. You just yeah. ruined the experience yeah. for someone. Just be an a hole. Yeah. Don't 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 be like that. Yeah. Okay. And remember, if you liked what you uh, hear in this podcast, please su- please consider su- subscribing to our Castbox channel. Leave a like on our Facebook page, and we are more than welcome to uh, answer all of your uh, questions that you might have or feedback or concerns. So please uh, give us all of that on our Facebook page. We actually have for the first time uh, actually a question. Uh, for this episode We did it We got a question Yes So nice uh, It's gonna be really cool But before that we, um, We're just gonna talk about What we've been playing uh, Since so actually, last actually If I can oh, just uh, yeah. chime in really quick And while you're actually At our cast box mm-hmm. um, Or our Facebook page uh, Yeah leave a question But other than that Maybe also check out Our Avengers Endgame Spoiler re- review We just uh, did Yeah We actually uh, recorded Like a pre-show Where yeah. we talked about uh, the Avengers, uh, the new Avenger movie, and we will be posting that uh, episode like before. No, maybe actually, actually maybe after, after yeah. yeah, after this episode uh, goes online. So yeah, yeah, look forward to that one. Look forward to that one. So Islam, what have you been playing since the last episode? Well, I've still been playing Borderlands to pre sequel with Johanna. We're almost at the end of the game. It seems like so that's been fun. Um, other than that, I've cracked on the. I finished Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like we talked about last time, and now uh, main main story. Yeah, main story. Okay. I finished the main story now. Did we talk about it last time? Uh, no, you like you were just talking about that you were playing Odyssey, but you didn't oh, well, finish. Oh well, I finished it. the main story. Okay, that's good. Odyssey. That's, that's yeah. uh, another applause. Yeah, <laughs> yeah another applause. We did. You gave me one. Sorry. <laughs> um, so right now we start. I've started uh, with the DLC actually, Legacy of the First Blade, and I don't know if you played the DLC or you. Uh, I don't like. I'm I'm not a big DLC guy in general yeah. so I haven't but uh, would you recommend I do it or now I know you're a big Assassin's Creed fan I am yeah yeah uh, I just started playing it and it it's really more of the same like it adds side quests main quests um, you know how you had the culture system yeah. well now you have a new group you have to defeat as well oh, okay. they're not as many of course but yeah, there's a, like a, and it's the same thing we have to find clues and all, all that it's more Assassin's Creedy, if that makes sense than uh, Odyssey was like you can tell this is tying it together with the you, the rest of the, the Assassin's rest Creed of lore the, huh. see that, that that's my problem like why would you like that should be kind of a part of the main game I yeah think. right like not like a DLC but, but uh, it, it has like this uh, I, I won't spoil this moment but it has this great moment with, with a flashback to the king, uh, Persian King Xerxes okay um, I won't spoil that no it's just very great and very Assassin's Creedy. and right now I've actually been enjoying my time with it and yeah uh, Johanna bought the DLC actually I'm just piggybacking along because <laughs> nice. it's her game yeah <laughs> and uh, are you planning on uh, platting the, the game or I'm not sure yet I'm not sure yet I'm just gonna play for the DLC first um, 
But perhaps, because I feel like after this, I'm going to be so overpowered, I might as well <laughs> go back and do everything. Yeah, why not? And one of the things that's cool uh, as well, I found, because uh, I thought that the season pass, the thing you get with it is, you also get Assassin's Creed 3 with the season pass for Odyssey. And it costs the same as Assassin's Creed 3 does on the shop. So you might as well just buy the season pass if you're buying Assassin's Creed 3. Okay, I, I didn't know that. So yeah, they're both uh, might, 300 Danish kroner. So you might as well just buy the season pass if yeah, you're going to get... It just seems really stupid if you yeah. don't do that. Yeah, it would be very dumb if you just bought yeah. the game. Even if you don't... Yeah, even Odyssey. if you don't want to play the yeah, DLC. Then you, yeah. then you have the DLC for like a later point yeah. uh, if you play it. So... so um, no. What I thought actually originally was that the DLC was going to be the three episodes of Legacy of the Blade, and that's it. But apparently, I just found out, they actually have a new plot they just started called The Fate of Atlantis. Yeah, which is going to be three episodes as well, right? Yeah. seems like you're getting a bang for your buck. Like, it really improves on the game. I've heard about The Fate of Atlantis that it just goes full on with the whole sci-fi thing of Assassin's Creed. Like, if you're into that thing, they go full on with it. Nice. But I enjoyed my time. I really, really enjoyed Odyssey. I think it's the best Assassin's Creed game. It's not really yeah. an Assassin's Creed, though. Yeah, Assassin's Creed no, game. no, no. Yeah. yeah, I won't say that. But, like, because my favorite before that was, I think, Black Flag. Okay. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Love, there's a lot of you guys. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah. My, my favorite was, like, uh, Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. That, that was my favorite until Black Flag. Yeah. I never understood the love for Brotherhood, personally. I like Brotherhood, but I, I, don't, I don't see why it is anyone's favorite. Yeah, that's a good question. But maybe because, like, I would say it redefined the combat. Hmm. Like, it more or less became the Arkham uh, combat. Yeah. Uh, but all, otherwise, it was just the same, and they had, like, a, a fantastic multiplayer Assassin's Creed. That was, like, the first game with a uh, multiplayer component to an Assassin's Creed game. Uh, that was pretty fun. But what have you been playing then? So I've been playing, finally I've been playing some new games and not just uh, Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> which I've been mentioning the couple of uh, last episodes. The first game I've been playing is a game called My Time at Porsche. Have you heard about this game? Yeah, I saw the trailer and I have questions. What? <laughs> okay, so it's, uh, I think you could compare it to like a Stardew, the game Stardew Valley, but it's like 3D. So it's like a farming uh, game where you have to... Uh, uh, farm yeah. and uh, also there's a kind of uh, a component component of uh, dungeon crawling where yeah. you can go and defeat enemies. So you're playing this on the Switch? Or? I'm playing on the Switch because yeah. it just seems like the perfect platform yeah. for this kind of game. Like it's a resource managing game. Mm. You have to like uh, mine and uh, farm. But see, and when and I saw the trailer, there was also f- JRPG style fighting. That's yeah. So that's yeah. the dungeon crawling okay. uh, part of it. Yeah. And I haven't reached it yet. So apparently, I really suck at these kind of games. <laughs> uh, this game, like, you have, like, a brief, brief tutorial of... Uh, you can take some ad, um, emissions from, like, uh, other villagers. Like, they want you to make free chairs, and then you do that, and you get money. Hmm. Maybe I'm just stupid, but I don't... <laughs> like, I don't know how to get the different things, and uh, it's like, eh, I have to, like, look up guides, and... Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm still going to give it my best, because yeah. it, it looks, like, really fun, and I kind of need this kind of... Uh, uh, a kind of cozy game I can yeah. play every day for just like a half an hour so that's why I bought it so so mm. far it's uh, really good but uh, still uh, like would you recommend it because that sounds you, fun honestly if you like these types of games I've never actually played these types of games I will say I am hyped for the new Animal Crossing though could then this animal, I, I've never played Animal Crossing you haven't so, oh my no. god that's like housekeeping <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm for sure like, like I uh, before I, I bought uh, Animal Crossing for my uh, 3DS like, yeah, 3DS exactly yeah. I didn't know anything about the, the series but it just looked really fun and then I played it and it's a really slow game like, yeah. you have to invest not just days but I mean months yeah. uh, to, 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 to kind of feel any progress but 
Yeah, yeah, you should give it a try if you um, if you if you're interested in this kind of game, definitely give my my time at Porsche a try. It's uh, it's not bad. I would say. Uh, the next game I've been playing is uh, Cuphead. Yeah. For, for Switch, so uh, Cuphead was like originally like an Xbox exclusive, so we couldn't get it on um, PlayStation. But finally, they somehow Microsoft made yeah. a deal with Switch, like went to Nintendo, and now you can buy it on the Switch, which is also the perfect platform. Yeah, like that, that, that game. game. Like when the first like when it released, I was like so sad. Like I wanted it on the Switch. Like I didn't even want it on the place. I wanted it on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't played it yet. I, I'm. Uh, I you, think I'm. You gonna you gonna buy it or? At some point, I feel like at some point I have to play this one. It looks yeah. so much fun. Yeah, like the like the aesthetics of the game. So is cool. So nice. It's so beautiful. It's inspired by the uh, really early uh, like Disney, 30s, 30 cartoons, yeah. right? Disney cartoons. And the the game so far, I've been playing an hour. It's uh, it's really good. It's very difficult. It is very as people like, say. Don't don't let the look of the game fool you. This game is difficult. I've I've spent like maybe fifteen hours on like uh, a water drop boss. Like <laughs> the, the boss looks like a water drop, but he's so tough. Maybe I'm just getting. But is it like tough in a way? Like is it unfairly tough, or do you feel like this game is fair? Because like some games, I feel like the difficulty is almost unfair. Like it's the game working against you. Yeah. Or is it just one of those games where you have to get better? No, this is definitely one of those fair games. Like okay. every time I I, I die, I'm I'm always like, yeah, that's that's my fault. Okay. I'm just better this game. So it's really cool, and it's uh it's always nice when you after the hundredth uh, try actually beat one of the bosses. Mm. So the, the the game is like split up in like uh, bus fights and then like run and shoot uh, yeah. levels, which is also really difficult. So yeah, I would definitely recommend Cuphead. It's really fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, complete the game. And the last game I've been playing, just two hours as well, is like the newly released uh, PlayStation exclusive, Days Gone. So I've heard a lot of mixed things about Days Gone. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I would say so far I really like the um, just the setting of the game. Yeah. And how the whole world seems so hostile and uh, everything is trying to kill you and uh, you, you can never really uh, feel safe. And for me, that's so attractive because I wanna. I like playing games where you start as underdog, but yeah. like throughout the, the the time, you kind of um, conquer the world. And I think this this game is gonna really give you a lot of um, uh, challenges, like in in order to kind of conquer the game systems. And that's what I'm looking forward to. And so far, I haven't only I only played like two hours, but it's it's uh it, it's it's good. I like it. It, it seems a bit uh, safe, you know, in, in terms of. It's not really. Uh, it's not like taking any like uh, cre- creative risks. Mm. It's just. It seems like it's been boring from a lot of other games. But uh, and yeah, it seems like that, uh, yeah, open world the game. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, I actually don't mind having this kind of open world game where it's not like where like where you know, like a lot of the things you already know from other games. But I think that's cool. Like I kind of need that game um, in this time of my life, so it's totally fine. Actually, one of the well, last games I've been playing recently is uh, I went back to Super Smash Brothers because uh, they released the Joker DLC. I don't know, you bought the season pass as well? or uh, Right away. Right no, away. No, no, sorry, sorry. Not the season pass, just the pass for Joker. So you just bought Joker. You didn't yeah. buy the whole fighter's pass for no. everything. No, no. Okay, because I bought that one because I was like, okay, if they're starting out with Joker, who knows what the rest of the characters are going to be. So playing as Joker is like... It's ve- it's very cool because one of the reasons I'm just playing as Joker is just because I love Joker. But he's he's the type of character I don't usually play as in Smash. That type of character, his smashes aren't really good. Like when he you know when you do the smash attack, yeah, it's not very powerful. 
However, he's very good at edge guarding. So when you throw someone off the stage, you can just jump after him and hit them while in the air. Like one of the, the coolest moves he has is uh, his gun move. So when you're in the air and you press special, he starts shooting. But if you, while you're shooting, press down, he starts shooting downwards. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's so right. if someone is out of the stage and you're above them, you can shoot and actually mess up their recovery and okay. just take them out that way. Huh. So it's really fun because it feels like I'm playing an entirely new game while I'm playing with him. Because, uh, yeah, I don't usually play as those edge guard characters who just like guards the edge. Mm-hmm. So that was actually really fun. It also like, Right now, I'm actually playing through the rest of the adventure mode because I never finished it. I'm yeah. playing it as Joker. Oh, uh, wait, what? You, the the so adventure mode. I never yeah. finished it. Yeah. So, yeah. so how did you unlock Joker in the adventure mode? Like you, you just, just go in, and, and he's then unlocked. You have him? Yeah. Nice. Okay. I'm yeah, you don't back. have to go back and. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I was just hoping that I didn't have to like find him like in a random no, place. No, no, no. Uh, they did the same with Piranha Plants when they released that one. Um, did you get Piranha Plant for free, for free as well? No, I don't care about a Piranha Plant. <laughs> Piranha Plant's weird. cool. <laughs> that's so, so that's like a I just want every play. character. <laughs> so you can so you can play as like that's a character you yeah. can fight with. Yeah, and he's pretty cool because his side B he throws out a poison cloud, and if that's... he catches in the poison cloud, you're finished. Okay. And um, but yeah, when you as soon as you get into an adventure mode, it just says uh, Joe guys joined the fight. Nice. So you can just use him. Uh, also, I've been playing like the whole spirit board thing, which you just catch spirits. Even though I don't, I think it's really unrealistic for me to catch every what is it, one thousand three hundred forty-five spirits. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah, that's I'm probably not gonna go. That, but, uh, that's that's totally fair. But yeah, I'm knocking off some of them challenges as well. So, but yeah, speaking of Persona, yeah, wanna go we, into uh, some news? Yeah, we just received some news uh, last week about uh, new some two new Persona games, uh, and the first one is uh, Persona Five. Royal, royal, yeah, royal. So, the Japanese title is Persona Five: The Royal, but uh, the American we- or the Western website specifically states Persona Five: Royal. No definite article there, so it's probably a language thing. Yeah, I, I think so. So, the Royal. Uh, have you seen the trailer? We. I've seen the trailer. Uh, what do you think? Interesting. Um, I'm, I'm uh, like, I'm a big, big Persona Five fan, so. Like I don't care what it is, I'm just gonna buy it, and it looks really cool. the The thing that really sticks out is like I guess that's gonna they introduce like a new party member. Yeah, yeah. Her name is uh, Kasumi Yoshizawa, and I've got that from the Kotaku article by Heather Alexander. Alexandra, sorry. Yeah, and that talks about like yeah, it's it seems like it is an upgraded version. It has a new party member. Yeah. And it seems like she, she's a transfer student uh, who was just transferred to Shuzen, Shujin Academy, which is the school there. Persona 5 takes place. Oh, most of it takes place. And she's going to join them on their various heists. One of the most uh, like interesting things is how much this game seems to expand on Persona 5. Like, when you watch the trailer, it always seems like a remix of Persona 5. Like, you see some of the dungeons from the original game, but they look a bit different. Different, yeah. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but they actually upgraded the graphics as well. So if oh. you're playing on a pro, um, it's actually going to upscale to 4K okay. with HDR this time. So if you have an HDR f- television, then you're, you're going to feel like the difference here, I think. Especially again, as vibrant and colorful as Persona. Yeah. So one of the things about this, I think a little disappointing is the fact that it seems like they're going to change the ending. Because they've confirmed if, uh, there's going to be a th- new third semester because the game takes place over two school semesters. Oh. But 
Oh. It's, there's going to be a third. So a lot of it's going to take place after you actually finished the game. Oh, okay, okay. But they've changed so, the ending as far as I could search. So, so uh, it is kind of like a continuation of... Uh, yeah, no, I think they're going to retcon the ending, actually. It seems like the ending of Persona 5 is not going to be the ending of Persona 5 Royal. It's not going to be like, yeah, that never happened, I guess. I think yeah. they're going to add a new dungeon, as yeah. far as I understood. But does that mean we have to... So we, when we buy this yeah. new game, we have to complete the main story of the... It seems like a then? remixed version of, based on the trailer. Because okay. like, the dungeons look a bit different than our... Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Like one of the things in the trailer is something we actually first saw in Smash of all places, but uh, uh, Joker has a grappling hook. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, doesn't he have that in the original game, that, right? but he has that in the Royal trailer. He's Ooh. using a grappling hook. Oh. So it seems like, and yeah, some of the dungeons we see are the dungeons from the original, like the spacey one with uh, Haru, and yeah. we go to the pyramid one with, uh, oh, I forgot her name, uh, the uh, Hagger Girl. Uh, yeah. You know who I'm talking the Hagger Girl, yeah, the Hagger Gamer Girl. And yeah, we go to like uh, that place, but uh, it seems like the dungeon he does different things, like he's going different places in the dungeon we haven't seen before. Yeah, I definitely, there's some some places yeah. and rooms I haven't seen before, so definitely right. This seems like an upgrade, just like Persona 4 Golden was, but Persona 4 Golden was still like Persona 4. Right? This seems like it's gonna remix a lot of the game, I hope. That's that's cool, like it, uh, it will make the like another playthrough fresh and, and new, right? Like uh, adding a new member and a new confidant and a new dungeon. Yeah. It's pretty good. Even a new semester, like an additional semester. Yeah. That's going to be crazy. I, I I can't wait for this game. Like how uh, long is this game going to be? Oh, yeah, because like I... For me like the first game was uh, over 100 hours. Yeah, exactly. Going to be like, what, 150 minimum? Yeah, and, and, and the best the best part of, of that is that I don't care. Yeah, like I like give, give it me, to, like for me, it's like give me anything Persona, and it can be stupid. And we can talk about stupid later, but give me everything Persona. I love yeah. Persona; it's such a cool franchise. I'm kind of sad that this isn't gonna make it to Switch. Oh yeah, so that's uh, another thing. Yeah, like, they also before like announcement of the another game we're gonna talk about. Like before that, they just teased as like a Persona S, right? Yeah, 5 Persona Five is, and then uh, of course everybody was like, it's gonna be a Switch port, and. It turns out to be what? Yeah, this is from uh, Mike Faley Fali over at Kotaku. Following yesterday's detailing of a cool expanded edition of Persona 5 coming to the PlayStation 4, today Atlas reveals Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers, a Musu action RPG by Dynasty Warrior developer Omega Force coming to Nintendo Switch and PS4. Welp. <laughs> yeah, that welp is in the article. Uh. So it's a dynasty style, uh, dynasty warrior style game. Yeah, it's a Musou. Yeah, Musou game. Yeah, so not a port. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Because I know a lot of people were disappointed. Uh, honestly, I am disappointed, but I don't mind playing the new uh, Persona Five uh, Royale on my PlayStation Four. And honestly, I just once again give me as much Persona Five as possible. Right. I actually enjoy the Musou games, like Dynasty Warriors. So th- for those who don't know, it's like a game where you always uh, end up uh, killing 1,000 people in one map. You know, it's you against a, a big army of uh, enemies. And, and now it's just with, like, Persona 5 themes. Yeah. But uh, honestly, I'm, 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 yeah, it, it looks interesting, honestly. It was fun. Like, my, my, my knee-jerk reaction was, oof, I don't want this. I want, I want a port. But the more I thought about it, I was like, well, if Persona 4, 5 Royal is going to be, like, this upgraded version on the PS4 and the Switch is just going to get a port... Then I'm not. Uh, uh, this way, I'm getting two new games. 
So I don't mind it at all, honestly. I'm getting two new Persona games. And there's also dancing games, but I haven't played those yet. I'm uh, gonna play those. I played the demo. It was fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, it has I, a story as well. That's mostly why I want to play them. Cause oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna dabble in, into those games. To be honest, <laughs> I don't know. It's just the dancing was too much for you. Yeah. That, that that's like my uh, limit. Yeah. Uh, like no matter what, I feel like that it's gotta be a fun time. I also think like it's perfect for the Switch. Cause like one of I, I've only played like one of those Musa style games before. I played one of the first Dynasty Warriors game that came on the PSP, actually, back oh, in the day. Okay. I used to play that a lot. Like, it wasn't a perfect game by any means, like any switch of the imaginations. But I enjoyed it. It was fun. I had a great time. Uh, it was great. Like, you can, like, whip your PSP out and just play for, like, an hour, just, like, half an hour, and just say, yeah, that was great. And, and just, like, a, a side note, like, what a weird... Uh, genre of games like those yeah. Musou games right because like Ko- uh, what's the company again uh, Koei Tecmo Koei Tecmo yeah. like they keep making the same game yeah. like, it's like the same concept and uh, I think it's like very small uh, improvements they made like for every game and they have done uh, multi- like other franchises like Zelda and, yeah, uh, they, and uh, Dragon uh, Quest as well wasn't it Fire Emblem no I uh, know uh, they have done one with Dragon Quest uh, well they did Fire Emblem Warriors as well there you yeah. go. Even and now they will do one with Persona Five, so it seems like like it's somewhere in the world there's like a big enough uh, group of gamers who really like those games. Yeah, and keep keeps buying them. I also feel like the same like with Hyrule Warriors because I feel like even though you probably never played those, if you saw like Legend of Zelda Hyrule Warriors, you'll be like, okay, it's a Zelda game at least. It's not in the traditional sense, but Link is there. Yeah. I might check it out, and I'm. I'm sure like a lot of Persona fans are going to look at it and say, well, this isn't the genre I'm used to, but this looks kind of cool and I like Persona, so why exactly. not? Yeah, and if, it have, like, if the game has like a, I don't know, a story that takes place maybe, I don't know, just in the same universe, yeah. I'm, I'm all game for that. Like, yeah. That would be cool, honestly. Yeah. As long as the uh, story is kind of good, I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah, bring me some Persona. I mentioned in the beginning of the show that we actually got our first listener question. Yeah. And so we're just gonna read that and talk about that question. So this question, so this question comes from uh, Maunus, who's a friend of. Uh, yeah, he's a, a great bud of mine. Yeah, who, who 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 writes in and says, "Yo, what's up, dudes? How do you think the year of PlayStation is going to look like? We know that they have some things coming, but when? Are Ghosts of Tsushima, Last of Us, and Death Stranding coming out this year, or do you think that they're going to be launch title for PS Five? What do you think, Islam? Oh, yeah, that's actually quite a great question there. I don't think we're going to see Last of Us Part 2 this year. I think it's going to be a 2020 title. They just wrapped on... Uh, mocap. Mocap, yes. like, a week ago. Yeah, so... This game is still a bit far away, honestly. Yeah. But uh, it seems like Naughty Dog work fast, though. They work so, so fast. fast. Like, I don't... Yeah, I think 2020 at the uh, latest. I don't think it's going to be 2021. 2020 oh, at the latest. yeah, yeah. Yeah, those guys are really... Uh, Honestly, I think we have to if we have to see, like... Because right now, with Days Gone coming out now, we still know it's going to be another big PS4 exclusive, and if there are, it's going to be Ghost of Tsushima. But here's the f- another thing, because, like, um, I think last week there was, like, news about uh, Saga Punch, developer behind uh, Ghost of Tsushima. They were actually looking for narrative uh, wider for the really? game. Yeah. And maybe, hopefully, it's just, like, in terms of side quests. 
But if it's like for some of the main main huh. quests, that that's that's like that's not a bad that's not a good sign. Yeah, because like the game is kind of still in uh, on the way. Yeah, because I remember when they showed it the first time, they were like, "Oh, by the way, this is actually a side quest. This isn't a main quest." Oh. Yeah, that was something to emphasize that the whole thing with the woman and the burning. Yeah, this the, the, is the, the, like, the, like the amazing fight in like yeah, yeah. the leaves. Yeah, they said that was, was a side, side quest. quest. That wasn't the main quest. That was something to emphasize. Like this is not how the main quests are gonna look like. This is a side mission. Okay, I I hope the main quest is gonna be way better. Like yeah, not because like the side quest looked uh, bad, but just like if they say that that was like a side quest. Yeah. Now I just have like yeah. You then you have a high expectation for what a main mission might look like. Like I love Sucker Punch. And I really wish like Ghost of Tsushima is one of the games we're gonna see towards the end of the year, perhaps. Maybe, but it also yeah. seems like like Sony's first party like way of re- uh, still the old school way of revealing games. Like they don't do the, the Nintendo thing that Nintendo does right now, where they're like, what "Oh, we've got Smash Brother coming out, and it's gonna come out in eight months." Oh yeah, that's right. That's where right. right now it seems to me like Sony is doing that thing where they just announce things and hey, this is coming. In the Honestly, next three years or something. Yeah, yeah, because I don't see neither Last of Us two or Death Stranding coming out this year. Ghost of Tsushima is also it's just because it's been so much under wraps. Yeah, that's why it's it's one of the games like I feel like we might actually see something from. But the way that uh, we've heard about Last of Us Part Two and Death Stranding makes me believe no, there's not a chance we're gonna see them um, in twenty twenty. So here's uh, my way of uh, seeing is that. So first of all, we also have uh, another exclusive coming this year, which is Concrete Genie. Yeah, not like a I don't think it's a first party, but maybe a second party game. But that's that game still look uh, fun. So oh yeah, that, that, that uh, Concrete Genie looks like a really good time. Yeah, and that's gonna be out in May or something. I don't remember. Uh, but it's not like this big game that's gonna pull numbers. Like oh no, like it, yeah. yeah, it's not gonna sell units. Uh, and then we have a lot of VR titles. Yeah. So it's a good, good question because like now that Days Gone is out, what 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 does PlayStation have in store? Yeah. And PlayStation usually like if you look back in history, they always release their first party titles from beginning like from January to uh, to October at the, at the latest. Yeah. Because like then we go over to like holiday season where they will kind of just let their relationship with like third party studios take over like you know Ubisoft. Like, uh, but then they release like uh, when did they? Wait a minute. Okay. But uh, I'm just thinking, like, last year, yeah. we had God of War in April. A February or something. April, No, February. April. April. Okay. It was April 20, because... Uh, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so they were... <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they had uh, Spider-Man in September. September. Which is really unusual. Like, they, they, they usually never do that, actually. Yeah. Because, uh, like, Last of Us was, like, released in June. I just looked up. So uh, that was really weird, but hmm. Spider-Man is another beast. That's, like, yeah. a character everybody knows mm. so that makes sense so yeah it's gonna be, yeah I've, I don't think they have that much in store I know they have a lot of VR titles uh, coming out this year because the PlayStation is still focusing on VR which is really cool but he also asked like are they gonna launch are they gonna be launch titles for the PlayStation 5 and Death Stranding I'm just gonna say it right now Death Stranding is coming to the PlayStation 4 but it's oh. also coming for the 5 yeah and I think maybe even we're gonna see Last of Us Two doing that because they did it with the last, the first, la- and then they just released some remastered version like a year later or something. Yes, if they're close enough, I don't, the, we, it's not the first time we've seen this cross generational gap. 
No. Uh, they yeah. did the same thing. But like, this is not first party games, of course, but like, look at Black Flag. It released on the PS3 and Black PS4. Flag. Yeah. And Shadow of Mordor, PS3, PS4. What? Shadow of Mordor, Mordor was on uh, the PlayStation 3 as well, okay. yeah. I didn't do that. Yeah. Hell, uh, even Phantom Pain was on PS3. People oh, kind of forget. And yeah, it worked right. perfectly on the, on the free. Huh. No, just, just uh, what you're saying, right? I don't think any PlayStation first party games have been cross platforms. No, cross generation. Cross, uh, cross generations. I don't think that never happens, actually. Uh, um, yeah, because when we think about many of those that are cross generational, they are remastered and re releases. Yeah, so, but we, we're like moving in, like, mm. in a new area where, like. Yeah, they didn't uh, release Knack on the <laughs> PlayStation 3. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I don't think. Uh, mm. But to be honest, I actually think that we might get uh, Death Stranding this year. I know it sounds like some people, like a lot of people don't think that's going to That sounds happen. crazy. But I don't know because like we know that Hideo Kojima is known for not uh, saying too much about his games but there's also been rumors about that he's, uh, he's uh, planning like a campaign like a PR like how to kind of uh, uh, sell this game and uh, so it seems like they are actually preparing to maybe uh, we'll reveal some kind of release date mm. for this year. Because I don't, just don't see, like, Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima get released this year, to be honest. Especially with, like, the just-finished mocap and uh, looking for a narrative storyteller. Yeah. So I, and we know that Death, Death, Death Stranding have been uh, in development for, like, maybe four or five years now. Yeah, that sounds about right. Right? Yeah, and, and, but still, that was... that. But even... But and even with like in development, even with um, what's it called, uh, a game engine, because yeah. he got the Decima engine from uh, Guerrilla Games. Exactly. So, because that was like one of the reasons why Phantom Pain took so long to come out is because they had to make the Fox engine. Uh, this time he has an engine, so it should be easier for yeah. Kojima and the team to actually make a game this time around. Yeah. So let's. I mean, I hope that. At least we we'll see one more Sony exclusive. Yeah, they usually have like they, they, sh- they usually release two first party exclusives. Yeah. Uh, each year, so um, I agree. It's gonna be interesting to see if uh, they're gonna just reveal something, a big surprise at the next Play of State episode or something. But uh, we'll see. And the reason why we actually uh, wanted to answer this question before we uh, move on to the news of the day is because like the news day is really related to this uh, question and um, before we talk about news today we just got want to say thank you for the questions this is really nice yeah, it's really it fun like please keep us uh, please keep sending us questions this is really fun actually so uh, news to news of the day is that the magazine wired got an exclusive interview with uh, mark cerny who is like the uh, software architect for playstation yeah the head hardware no head head hardware head oh, yeah. head architect he was the architect <laughs> Yeah, for PlayStation 4 from and the Matrix also Reload. the... <laughs> <laughs> and also, so PlayStation 4, right? Yeah. And, and, and Vita. Uh, as oh. I've... Uh, rest uh, in peace, Vita. Rest in peace. Vita means life. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, and so they had... So Wired had that interview. And Wired is like this magazine, magazine who... That focused on like uh, technology. So it's really cool that, that, actually, that they got the in- interview and not another um, uh, news uh, company. But they talked about the next PlayStation console and what next-gen can kind of offer. And so for you guys who doesn't know a lot about Mark Cerny, so he's like, uh, he's been working for PlayStation for a long time. Uh, he's been uh, a game developer. He's been uh, helping uh, 
games like Crash Bandicoot, yeah. Spyro, and like he's uh, been Russia since game. like the beginning of PlayStation. Yes, he's been a really infl- uh, important uh, uh, character, for, like uh, character, but important person for like uh, the PlayStation ecosystem. Yeah, ecosystem. Ecosystem. Yeah. Yes. So uh, when he uh, became like the head architect for PlayStation Four, he was really uh, t- trying to have a conversation with game developers, like ask them like, what do you guys want from the next uh, hardware? And kind of move away from like the old way, like the old architect that the, the PlayStation Three had, which was really complicated to work with, and another yeah. of uh, like that's one of the like reasons we can't play PlayStation Three games on the four. Yeah, it's because exactly. the system is wide in a very difficult way to like navigate. Exactly. So, <coughs> so when the PlayStation Four was released, uh, the architect was more like uh, was more similar to like a PC, which was which made everything easier for developers and. I guess um, also for like uh, iterating the the hardware like uh, later on, like with the PlayStation Pro. So yeah, he's uh, he's a really smart guy, and uh, I'm just I'm really glad that he's the architect for the next PlayStation. Yeah, so it seems like Sony trusts him. Yeah, and uh, he he seems like to have like a good reputation in the industry. So it's really nice to see that he's he will be like the head of the project. Um, and yeah, so they had like a longer article about uh, the interview, like. Yeah, and we're just gonna go through the main points, and I just I made some notes, and um, we're just gonna take them from the top. Yeah, and just uh, just quickly, like the the article is like you just said from uh, from uh, Peter Rubin. He's a senior correspondent over at Wired. So um, yes, I, this is required reading. So if you haven't read this article, you should check it you out. Sure. Check just it out. at Wired, and the article is called "Exclusive: What to Expect from Sony's Next Gen PlayStation." And yeah, it's written by Peter Rubin. Sorry, who? No, 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 thank you for, for adding that. Uh, that's, uh, of course, important, and we have to do that. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, one of the first, uh, first quotes that um, the article um, have is that Mark Sony says that the key question Sony says that is, like, is whether the console adds another layer to the sort of experience that you already have access to or if it, or if it allows for fundamental changes in what games can be. Yeah. So this is really exciting because, like, he's more or less talking about, like, Next gen, it, like it, it shouldn't be like an evolution uh, of yeah. um, of PlayStation Four. It should be like a revolution, mm. right? It, like it should, like the next gen should provide gamers uh, with experiences that couldn't be done on current hardware. Yeah, and that is really exciting for me to hear that. Yeah, I feel like um, like this entire article, like, uh, his whole idea of yeah, revolutionizing how we look at uh, the console market in general is very interesting. Now, when you read through the article, like this machine, they seem to like they have these dev kits, like this PlayStation Five dev kit. Um, it seems like this is going to be a very strong machine that can probably do something different, uh, different like the PS Four can. Because one of yeah. the things I don't know if uh, you're planning on talking about later, but one of the most interesting thing I think this machine does is the loading times. That was something they he yeah. made a big deal out of. Like he wants to eliminate loading times from video games. That seems to me like something, like it's radical. It's very different from what we've seen before. Um, this is like one of my biggest wishes, honestly, other than backwards compa- compatibility, which he confirms in the interview. Yes, you can play finally. your PS4 yeah. games. And finally. That is such an important uh, confirmation. Yeah. Like, it would be impossible to Im- imagine uh, the next PlayStation not be able to play older games like yeah. PlayStation 4. That just seems so weird. Because so like really the nice. PS3 was originally... Backwards compatible. Yeah, but, but it was they so removed expensive. the cell chip because it was so expensive to have it in. Exactly. And, 
So it seems like the since it seems like it's building off the architects of the PS4, so it's going to be very similar to it, yeah. which sounds like a great idea. But this also seems like them going out of their way to making sure that we don't need an a PS4 Pro, like a PS5 Pro. Sorry, oh, down the yeah. line, yeah, yeah. this seems like to me like they're trying to future-proof this console and make sure like no, no, you buy this console and it's yours until we make the PS5 slim. Because let's be honest, that's happening. Yeah, of at course, some that's point. gonna happen. Yeah, that's gonna happen at yeah. some point. And uh, a, a quick note is that when uh, he was when Mark Sony was asked about if the next uh, PlayStation is gonna be called PlayStation Five. He didn't answer. Yeah, but, he uh, didn't. Uh, of course, it's gonna be called. Of course, it's gonna be called. What, 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 what are you gonna call it? Like the, the uh, PlayStation, PlayStation One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or PlayStation. Who would Alpha. ever do that? Yeah, yeah. Who would ever do that? But uh, so, just to get into some of the more technical uh, aspects of the yeah, article, because this article is very technical. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a bit technical. So, um, the CPU is uh, based on a. It's gonna be based on the third generation of the AMD Ryzen line, and it contains eight cores of the company's new seven nanometers. Send two micro architecture. I have no idea what that means, but it uh, it sounds like it's gonna provide us with some really nice graphics. Yeah, it says actually like th this whole thing is it's supposed something called ray tracing. So yeah, ray tracing, which is like apparently a technique that uh, movies is yeah. uh, is using to make every like light uh, behave more photorealistic. Yeah, but actually an interesting thing he talks about is yeah, sure the visuals will be greater, but Something that's very cool, you can also use this for audio. Because Mike Sony goes on in the article and talks about how he feel, feels like, oh yeah, um, the jump audio quality-wise from PS3 to PS4 is basically non-existent. Yeah. The, the audio yeah. is still the same. Yeah. But with this, they can make like what I said. AMD also has a custom unit for 3D audio that certainly things will redefine how sound can do in a video game. That sounds very cool, honestly. Very exciting. Yeah, I, I don't know how you play uh, on PlayStation 4, but I usually play with like my ear like uh, head uh, with headsets. Yeah. And uh, I have a surround sound system that oh, I play with. Yeah. What's so yeah, for me this is like great news cuz I feel like few games actually really use sound. Like the last game I can think of I played with the sound was so important was Resident Evil 2 the remake mm -hmm. cuz that game really uses sound like they do this really cool thing in that game where I feel like this might be the industry standard if this goes forward, but they have something called by trilogy. Oh God, this is embarrassing. By trilogy, <laughs> they have something. Okay. And there's something okay. if you if you are playing with a stereo headset and you turn this thing on, it actually makes 3D surround sound in the headset. So oh. it sounds like you're playing in surround even though you're not. So right. you can hear things behind you, even though you're playing with a stereo headset, because it does something with the volume and yeah. the sound mixing. This, to me, sounds like a very advanced version of that. So you can instantly really pinpoint where every sound is coming from and how the sound is like, portrayed in the game. That sounds cool. I think sound is something we don't talk a lot about when we talk about video games. It's always the graphics, but hearing yeah. this, this actually sounds very good. It actually says... Um, the result, so it says, will make you feel more immersed in the game as the sounds come at you from above, from behind, and from the side. While the effect will require no external hardware, it will work through the TV speakers and the virtual surround sound. Yellows, the gold standard will be the headphone audio. Exactly. So while you're playing with so, your headphone audio, yeah. this is going to be the standard. Yeah, so this is also really, really exciting news for me. That's really cool. Um, yeah, so I can't wait to see what you'll do with like the 3D uh, audio uh, uh, thing that the AMD chip will provide as well. So the next point I'm just going to bring up is that... So, we all, like, Mark Sonia also got asked about 
PlayStation VR, and if we're gonna see like a sequel to yeah. the the current headset, of of course we are. But he he like he didn't Mark Cerny didn't confirm anything yet because it's uh it's a bit too early. But he says like he he said like I won't go into the detail of the uh, of our VR strategy strategy today. Uh, but saying that VR is very important, but he's, he's saying that VR is very important to Sony and um, the current PS VR headset will be compatible with the new console. Which is so important. Like people who are invested in this ecosystem are still getting rewarded. It's not like, exactly. well, now you have to throw out your headset and buy a new one and say, oh, this works. Yeah. We'll talk about the future headset at a later point then. That I don't mind at all. And it also makes sense. Like, uh, I feel like one of the biggest problems we've had with video games is like, uh, our controllers and our prefer- peripherals just get like outdated after the next generation like you can't use them anymore yeah this for me seems like they're really going all in on the whole idea of um future proofing your the console and making sure it's backwards compatible not only with the games but also with uh your con- not controls but your headset but perhaps your controllers that's my point because if the headset is backwards compatible as well yeah i definitely gonna i'm pretty sure um the, the current playstation dualshock 4 is gonna be Compatible with, uh, yeah, with um, PlayStation Five. It would be uh, weird if it uh, if that wouldn't be the case. But yeah, again, of course, uh, it's it's nice to see that Sony is still focusing on VR market because like they have the biggest. And they have the biggest market share, right? The market share, yeah. Because like it's the cheapest entry point into exactly VR. it's the cheapest and yeah. So and almost everyone has a PS Four. Like yeah, we almost like yeah, they almost uh, like we are close. Like we really nearing like the hundred million units, yeah. uh, milestone. So that's pretty cool. And so you just uh, in the beginning you talked about about um, loading loading screens. loading yeah. uh, loading uh, screens, and uh, the reason why the next console is gonna be uh, like so f- like it's gonna it's gonna be so good at handling loading screens is that a lot of developers have been asking for something called SSD, which is a solid state solid state drives, which apparently um, is something that's not new for PC uh, gamers, of course, uh, especially it's like. Apparently, it's been like something in uh, budget laptops for more than a decade. Yeah. But uh, essentially, what it, what's it do- what what a solid state drive does is that it reduces the loading screen, uh, loading 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 time. Yeah. Uh, so they actually lot. did it with uh, Spider Man. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. Like they went into fast travel, and I believe they went like fifteen seconds. It's a, the loading uh, screen was fifteen seconds. On the PS4, I feel yeah. like yeah, it was a PS4 Pro even. It was not not like even a normal PS4. Okay. PS4 Pro, fifteen seconds, and the dev kit, um, yeah, it took zero point eight seconds. Zero point eight. It was under a second to fast travel. That is amazing. That's so important, especially for open world games. Like I feel like that's one of the biggest problem. One of my biggest issues with a game like Assassin's Creed Odyssey sometimes is. I'm going to run all the way on my horse over there. I'm going to fast travel. I don't know what's fastest. Fast yeah. travel should always be the fastest exactly. option. Yeah. So I feel like that's a great way of saying, like, of going, yeah, of uh, fixing almost one of the biggest issues with open world games. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if, like, the next generation of console will totally eliminate loading screens. Yeah, who knows? Because yeah, be really maybe nice. it's going to be so extreme that loading time is going to get it back. Because this is a game that's so, that doesn't, like Spider-Man, think about it this way, Spider-Man is a PS4 game, running on the PS5, I could imagine that the PS5 is so strong it's overcompensating for the loading screens, while we actually, when we're actually playing real PS5 games, mm-hmm. 
the loading, is it, the loading, loading times are going to be more normal. Like oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Five seconds. So, so, so you're, you're saying that, that the PlayStation 5 games is going to scale up? Yeah, I don't know yeah. much about like video games, but it sounds like yeah, this is how it's supposed to work, right? Yeah, it, it definitely makes sense. Um, it does. Uh, what else did they say? So yeah, uh, the next console will support 8K graphics. I don't even have a 4K television. Uh, me either. <laughs> so that's uh, nice for those rich people who yeah. have that. But of course, so that means that it will, of course, be uh, supporting 4K TV. Yeah. Uh, which is getting uh, which more, more and more starting to get the normal thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. It seems like 4K HDR TVs are the standard now. Like yeah, when it's you go, cheap, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of them is cheap. Yeah, they cost like HD television costs a year ago or something. Um, exactly. So I've been thinking like perhaps next year or something I'm going to upgrade. Yeah. Especially because I have the Pro. I don't know why I have an upgrade. I don't oh, have yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. You should definitely... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't have the money. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah that, that's, uh, of course. Uh, that's but at some reason. point I think next year... I'm gonna scratch some money together, perhaps upgrade to a 4K. Yeah. 4K, yeah, nice. Yeah. So uh, just another note for the uh, uh, solid state drive is that Mark Cerny, um mentions that the um, uh, solid state drive that's gonna be used for the next generation of PlayStation is gonna be apparently right now it's the it's like the highest mm-hmm. like like it's the best uh, SSD available for PCs right now and uh, of course don't don't read too much into that uh, statement because like uh, technology develops so fast so it might be true now but in uh, when like in next year when the PlayStation 5 uh, is going to be released hopefully it's not going to be the case so we also said that uh, we shouldn't expect the next PlayStation to be launched this year but next year so in uh, 2020 yeah at the end of 2020 that would honestly make sense if they released it there but uh, yeah, I don't think we're gonna see it anytime soon. I know. The, I think we did see something where they have confirmed the fact that it's gonna come out after April at least. Yes, uh, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I think I read that. The, read that this morning as well. Let's see what else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you 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 you, yeah. you said that um, he meant like he confirmed that the PlayStation next PlayStation will be backwards compatible with games for this for PlayStation 4 yeah that's so confirmed 100%. and that's uh, that's that's amazing that's really uh, really great news okay let's see what else is there any other points that uh, oh yeah and uh, the last point that um, he, he brought up is that what about cloud gaming because we know that Google will be launching their stadia like later this uh, like last like later this year and uh, Xbox might be um, uh, like Xbox is gonna like the like, there's some rumors about like the next a- Xbox console will be uh, a future some kind of cloud gaming uh, gaming service, and like if they had to do it, this will honestly be the time to dabble in the whole cloud gaming because they tried it with the Xbox One. That was the whole idea was cloud processor, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. cloud crack transistors, crackdown free, yeah. See what we, yeah, see yeah. what. Uh, Nothing really happened with that. But uh, Mark Cerny says that. Um, like they like so we're saying that we are cloud gaming pioneers and our vision should become clear and as we head towards launch but it's hard to think that we won't be more that there won't be more news on that front so yeah he's just saying that uh, just uh, be patient and yeah we will be talking about uh, cloud gaming uh, in the future yeah and i'm really looking forward to what the future holds cuz i feel like with the playstation 4 they learn the lessons from the PlayStation 3. Like, he also, like, when he talks about the price and all that, like, 
all this sounds extremely expensive, what he's talking about here, but it sounds like they figured out a way to make it less expensive. I think he might have said, at maybe not this interview, but I heard some PlayStation guy said something that the price for the next PlayStation should be really um, uh, attractive. Yeah. Yeah, like I think, yeah. yeah, I saw it as well. Like they're going for an attractive price point because, yeah, the PlayStation 3 launched at, what was $600? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so in Denmark, uh, it was like five, 6,000 Danish kroner, which is a lot. Yeah, exactly. It's like almost the double the price of the PS4. That's that's yeah. crazy, but uh, look, at that time it was also backwards compatibility, right? Yeah, it was. Ba- yeah, but it, uh, the PS3 had so much weird shit. It had card readers. Like, why should I? Yeah, it had SD huh. card readers, different kinds of SD card readers. It yeah. had so many USB points. It had outputs. It has like just look look at an old PS3 again, like the fat original mod. It has so much weird shit in it. Like you're thinking, why is this here? Yeah. So yeah, that was one of the many reasons why it was so expensive. So it looks like, dude, I hope we're not going to see arrogant Sony again. Like, that's always been my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love how humbled Sony actually be, became after the release of the PS3. Uh, sorry. Uh, PS4. Yeah. So uh, what do you think about the timing of this uh, interview? Yeah, this is kind of suspicious. I was very surprised when this uh, interview went live. I was like, why now? It seems very weird, honestly. Yeah. Especially because, as we talked about earlier, they still have a bunch of exclusive on the horizon. Um, it's it's a, it's very weird. Um, this just means like they're confident, but this might also be like, you know how, you know how this sounds. This is almost like a Microsoft move, and this is why it's surprising. This sounds like something like we would see Phil Spencer come out and talk about this in an interview, not Mike Cerny. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe like they were afraid of a leak. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just speculating. Right? I have no idea why this interview went live. But yeah. maybe it's like, to jump up, like, I think it's it's uh, it's because of Stadia. If it has to be for anything, it's because Stadia launched the next generation uh, console battle now. Because they kept referring to themselves as the next generation console in air quotes. So, that might be one of the reasons them going in and then saying, yeah, this might be great what Google is doing, but we still have the dedicated hardware. So I think that's what they were going for. I also think it's, um, it's, it's definitely like a planned move from Sony because you know that Sony won't have an have a E3 press conference this yeah. year and uh, a PlayStation experience, right? They also just removed that for this year. Yeah, it so seems like they. I don't think they conf- neither confirmed or denied there's going to be a PSX okay. this year. But we definitely sure. know that they won't be at E3 this year. So for me, it's it might be a move so ki- to kind of um, still be in the people's consciousness. Like, hey, we're still here, even though we might not have an E3 conf- conference. And just to uh, keep uh, have people keep talking about Sony and not forget them. Because like, they, they know that Xbox might introduce the next next console this e3 or something yeah so i think that's uh that's big i think that's definitely a, a reason why they chose to have this interview now especially because like you have so many like now you have so many rumors about the next gen consoles like how like uh, photos of the new uh, controller and uh, what yeah so yeah there's all those weird mock-ups ones that you always see Exactly. Like, I really hope, like, for the future, they don't go crazy with the controller. Like, I feel like the DualShock 4 is... It could use a bit of battery, but other than that, it's it's good. Do you yeah. think the touchpad is going to be uh, a part of the 
DualShock 5 design? I don't think so, no. I think they're going to remove the touchpad. It wasn't used at all. There was no reason for it. Yeah, it was like a huge uh, start, yeah. start button. Yeah, and I, I don't mind having uh, having a big fat button in the middle because for me it's like it's the map button. Yeah, Whenever exactly. I say, I'm opening the map, it yes, just makes yes, sense for me. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think it ha- has to have a touchpad because again, they didn't really use it. It, it was just kind of uh, there. A, a couple of games did uh, actually Assassin's Creed Odyssey did use it. You can actually yeah uh, yeah you, uh, yeah you can just move around the map with yeah, it. Yeah, with yeah. I was like uh, when I figured it out, I was like. I don't. I, my hand accidentally slide across yeah. the touchpad. I was like, "Whoa, what was that?" So, oh, you can use it. I didn't know that. And then I just went back to using analog stick because it was way too sensitive. Yeah, it's really sensitive. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, Black Flag used it as well as the map. Now and I think about yeah, it. Yeah, it did. That's I think so what the coolest game that used the touchpad was uh, Infamous Second Son. It was gimmicky, but they oh, did the whole thing with when uh, you have to sign in and you have to put your finger on the touchpad. Oh yeah, and yeah, it yeah. was like scanning you. Scanning. And it was like it was so cool. Like they were the only one who was, ones who actually had fun with. And, using and maybe it. when you were like doing graffiti or something, right? You yeah, should... you had to hold the controller sideways. Sideways. Yeah, and then shake the controller and then use it as a spray can. Yes. Like they had fun with using the sort of thing, and you can hear the like yeah, the sound of the, from the uh, the speaker. Yeah, yeah, that's actually another one. Do you think there's going to be a speaker then? Uh, I keep forgetting there's a speaker there, but sometimes some games use it. Yeah, some games use it. And uh, I like it, honestly. I like when games do the whole, yeah, somebody's calling you and you can hear the sound comfort because it's so immersive, honestly. Yeah. There's no reason for it to have a speaker, but it's there and it's, it's a novelty. For me, honestly, if, they remove, if it's cheaper for them to remove the speaker and the touchpad, then by all means remove it and make a cheaper controller. Yeah. And better battery life. Oh yeah, yeah. It oh, it definitely needs a better battery life. Yeah, that's that's something that's just uh, also really better. Like um, I don't know about your PS4 uh, analog sticks, but some oh. of mine actually ruined. I've oh. seen a lot of people have that issue, and one of my controllers, like uh, the rubber's almost gone off entirely. Uh, I've had one case of that, but that's because like I have a younger brother who uh, yeah. Every time he plays FIFA and loses, he will uh, like scratch the. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. So I had to buy a new one, <laughs> and he's not allowed to touch that one. Of course. Yeah, of course, it's yours. But I definitely think the speaker is gonna be back in the next uh, DualShock because, like, as uh, Mark Sony just mentioned, like they will have more focus on sound, right? Yeah. So I think that's gonna be. Uh, Hold the controller above your head now. Here, yeah, yeah. raindrops. I'm pretty sure you <laughs> give video Kojima. Hideo Kojima like those kind of tools and uh, he'll and use them he'll, yeah. he'll find really a good fun at, way of using he's them he's really good at uh, utilizing different kind of hardware yeah so that was uh, that was uh, the news of the day now we'll move on to topic of, of the day or the question of the day we're gonna so that we're gonna discuss and that is how was this generation of games defined like in terms of technology game mechanics and graphics and just to give some context to the listeners and to Islam so for example in my case the PS3 and Xbox 2 uh, 360 area like I think the games in that area was defined by a lot of game was like using a um, regeneration of health yeah and uh, like uh, like water would uh, you could see that water would affect uh, the game characters clothes and those kind of things so my question is more about what kind of things like that uh, have defined this kind of this current generation okay I'm talking about this current generation actually I'm I'm going to talk about the last generation and move into this one. Okay. Last generation for me was first-person shooters on consoles especially. There were so many first-person... Every game was in first-person suddenly. And I feel like with the PS4 era and Xbox One, 
every game was open world suddenly. Like suddenly you had the machine to actually have a real vibrant living open world. Because of course we've seen it with some games like Grand Theft Auto. Like Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5 are still impressive today. But when you look like... And also we have like Assassin's Creed and other games like that. But when you look at open world games today, they're marginally different than those we saw uh, back then. It seems like they actually figured out how to... They figured out make an open world and actually put stuff in it. Because that's like one of the biggest issues I have with like older, uh, older, game, uh, older open world games. They often just have, well, you have the main story mission and then you have some secrets you can find. Good luck. And that's it. There's almost nothing else in older open world games where I feel like open world games this generation figured out like you have to reward the player for actually exploring your world and actually make a word that's part of the game and not just a big level that mm-hmm. you're running around in. Yeah, that and something else that defines this generation, honestly, uh, microtransactions. Yeah, and uh, that's not something that um, it should be remember- remembered for because like, that's not a good thing in my nah. opinion. But uh, so for me, it's like, I don't think, like I have a hard time finding um, any games on current gen that couldn't be done on last gen um, uh, consoles and that's my problem so for me the things that kind of refines uh, defines this generation is more in terms of technology like photo mode it's like it's just like a big thing in in like a lot of games these days and uh, like the ability to share your gameplay and photos with friends on different social media has been yeah. a defining thing yeah I feel like especially with the whole share button thing <coughs> Really, I think really inspired a lot of people to actually go into streaming and buying actual capture cards and really start streaming. I, I try, I think I streamed a bit of Witcher 3 at one point just for fun. That was okay. Yeah. And cool. <laughs> um, regarding if any game uh, from the PS3 era wouldn't work in the PS4 era, I kind of have to agree and disagree at the same time because I feel like some of these experiences we are seeing with some games today work because of the technology we have like take a game for example like Resident Evil 2 the remake uh, one of the coolest thing about this game is how it uses uh, shadows and light and reflections the whole thing with the whole game is actually very wet because that creates the illusion of shadows with the light those lighting effects you can't have them on the PS3 it's not capable of rendering these kinds of dark blacks with lights from your flashlight okay. though the entirety of the game, would it be able to run on the PS3? Absolutely. Like, you could play the same game, I believe, but it wouldn't be able to run at 60 frames per second. It would still be run at 30, and it would be a muddy-down version. Because when you look back at some of the PS3 games, like, it seems like this generation really also brought, like, color into games. Yeah. And there's, of course, an art style yeah, exactly. direction, of course. But it seems to be like the colors really pop on this generation. Because when you look at... The, the last generation used something called the bloom effect. And the bloom effect is basically, it, it, it makes things look low okay. And that's because it can't render the lights. Like, oh, we have like something like God ray, uh, God ray effects now, where it, uh, Odyssey does it perfectly actually with God rays, where if you stand perfectly still, the sun will cast shadows, the exact spot where shadows are supposed to be cast. All right, uh, right. Even you're f- uh, when you're flying around as Icarus, yeah. Icarus has a shadow. No matter how far you are, if you pause the game, you can still see the shadow in the distance of Icarus. Oh. And that's something like you can only do there. 
However, would this game be able to exist, Odyssey, on the PS3? Yeah. It just wouldn't look as good. And I feel like the beauty of the game is actually a very big component of why it is. But gameplay-wise, I feel like that's the biggest disappointment that has been in this generation is the game still kind of play the same. Yeah, and maybe that's what my point is, right? Yeah. That, uh, and, and of course, uh, of course, techno- like in, in terms of graphics, um, a lot of improvements have been seen in PlayStation 4 compared to PlayStation 3. Because that's my point with Resident Evil 2, that the graphics is part of the gameplay. Like the whole shadow life thing that it plays around with. It's part of the experience. So if you take that away, you are actually taking a lot of the experiences away as well. But it would still play the same. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, no, no. It's totally fine. And uh, yeah, I would like my my like uh, statement. I won't say it's like it's more like a question, you know, like because I of course want to have games that's uh, a PlayStation Four that you can't play on PlayStation Three, and that's why I'm so excited when I when I read the article with Mark Cerny, and he says that he's hoping that the PlayStation Five or the next PlayStation uh, yeah. PlayStation will be a evolution. Like, sorry, a revolution, and and in terms of uh, gaming experiences. Because, like, um, I don't know what it's gonna, how it's going to be, but I'm all for it. And uh, I'm really looking forward to see what the uh, yeah. next gen will do. I mean, as long as not something, uh, like... Like, for example, look at something like the Wii and what they did with motion controls. Like, it, they actually remember the code name for the Wii? It was The Revolution. Okay. That was the code name for the Wii back, uh, back in the day. And remember when they first announced it, I was like, this is do it. And sure, it didn't work perfectly, uh, until you got that whole plus thing, motion Wii plus thing, and then it worked a bit better. But um, yeah, I, f- I, I, I almost get like instantly a bit scared when I hear the word, uh, word evil, uh, revolution. Cause maybe it's because I, I kind of fed in what that is supposed to be like. Like what is the next step in this whole g- video gaming thing yeah. is going to be? Because I feel like controls have worked fine for like, like since the 80s at this yeah. point. Is there, like, do we really need to, like, reiterate again? Is that what he's talking about? Or, because that's where, like, that's, again, that's where my fear comes in is, like, what do you mean by revolution? Yeah, and I, I can definitely see it from what you mean by that. But that's also, like, the exciting part about it, right? True. That uh, we don't know what the future is going to hold. Uh, but, uh, but honestly, again, I, I think it's fine that a lot of the games on PlayStation 4 could be playable on PlayStation 3. That's, that, like, that's not necessarily a bad oh, thing. Oh, you mean... Uh, four and five. No, no, like 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 the oh, uh, games on PlayStation Four could be played on, like could like in theory be uh, be playable on PlayStation Three hardware. Because uh, like my oh point, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. now I understand. Sorry. sorry no, yeah. my point is just that I think like the gaming industry just reached the point where we like we're really good at making games. Yeah. Like, kind of like where movies are now. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, like in the beginning of the movie history, like no one like. Yeah, yeah, no one actually knew what they were doing. Yeah, exactly. And they now we have a, at a point where there's a lot of great movies and only a few really good and innovative movies. You know? Yeah. And I think like games are like in the period where we have like a lot of just really okay and good uh, games, which is fine. Because like if uh, we should believe in Mark Cerny, the next gen is gonna give us that like innovative uh, spark that yeah. some of some of us kind of miss. Yeah. And also, I hope like like I feel like. Yeah, sorry, I blanked out. <laughs> no, it's fine. Because, uh, like, we actually are running a bit out of time. Yeah. Um, so, if you don't, uh, do you have any uh, further comments for this uh, topic of the day? Honestly, I'm just I'm going to be looking forward to whatever it is that uh, 
Xbox, Sony, and the team are doing. And I'm also very looking forward to see whatever Xbox is doing. Oh, yeah, of course. And Stadia, like how that's going to work out. Of course, because we talked a lot about PlayStation today because this is where the news has been. But just a reminder, when this article, article went up, Xbox tweeted out and said, well, see you at E3, everyone. Hashtag Xbox at E3. See, there we go. So, so there, they, uh, they have something they want to show us at E3. I, I believe Phil Spencer, didn't he close out last year's E3 with, we're working on the next generation Xbox? Uh, I don't remember. I believe he actually closed out saying, we're working on it right now. Yeah. And I feel like Phil Spencer has been like such a force at Microsoft and Xbox, at the Xbox In a good team. way, definitely. In a yeah. good way. So I'm very looking forward to whatever Xbox has uh, cooking up because it seems like they're probably going to be maybe the most gamer-friendly, actually, because that's the kind of the image they have right now. Well, except of, like, could you imagine, (laughs) could you imagine, like, I feel like, again, Xbox Big's problem is his first-party games. Yeah, and the like thereof. Could you imagine, like, if they had, like, a Smash Brothers-esque type game? Like, you would have two characters. It would be Master Chief and the car from Forza. (laughs) Gears of War Gears of War yeah we got three characters no 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 they don't they don't have enough enough of like iconic characters uh, yet it seems like with all those studios they've bought up and rounded up they're gonna have something amazing I hope yeah and compared like competition between different companies is always good for everybody and it seems like Microsoft understands that Nintendo isn't the competition that's why they work there with Cuphead exactly yeah, they like kind of understand that relationship. So it's going to be an interesting times, man. I can't wait oh, to yeah, see Yeah, me what, too. Uh, it's going to be really cool. So if you, once again, if you liked what you uh, hear today, please consider subscribing to our CastBox channel. Leave a like at our Facebook page. And uh, once again, send us, uh, send in all your questions. We are really um, more than open to answer all of them. It's really fun. And uh, yeah, I guess... Um, See you next time. Yeah, bye. Bye.